I just I wanted to mention that the whole like my two point nine GPA, right? I forgot to mention this is very important too. The reason why I was very discouraged too was because I had a two point nine GPA. And you know, for whatever people's thresholds from them for themselves are, whether two point nine is good or insanely bad. For me it was on the more bad part, right? I'm not judging anyone who has had lower or anything like that, but for it's just a personal thing. Two point nine all, because it compared to people applying for PT school was like 3.67. 2.9 was on the very bad end of the spectrum. So that was very discouraging for me. And the, one of the important lessons I've learned from that, you know, talking with my family, talking with Karina, who really helped me, uh, 2.9 didn't, doesn't define who I am as a student, right? Obviously, Yes, your grades define how you studied, how you were academically. But in my situation, I knew that I wasn't a two point nine. Um, I was. I love science, and I, I loved. Uh, I love learning. I love school in general. The two point nine, what what I realized, how, why I realized it was two point nine, was because of the thing I talked about with being involved in so many things in school. Um, APO, a huge thing that I was a part of, which I don't regret being in. But that definitely took up a lot of time. I applied for being a, an assistant pledge master. That took up a lot of time. Um, I was rushed here for one semester. Um, and then I was in like Rutgers Red Cross. I was part of the e-board. And then I did like a few other clubs and stuff. That definitely, you know, that because I didn't have the best time management skills. I feel like anyone else who had great time management skills could have just passed easily with A's, high grades and been in leadership positions like that but for me um i didn't gauge my abilities and skills that well so the amount of the amount of um, clubs i was in definitely took a big part of, of how i performed as a student so for anyone watching too i wanted to tell you this too really um take a step back to kind of self-reflect and how you are as a student how you are as a person how much you can have on your plate and still do well in all of them um Decide what your priorities priorities are because for me it should have been more school related, right? Because um, even if I didn't do so many of, of my clubs and activities, I feel like if I had a high enough GPA, I still could have gotten into PT school my first year. Um, but for anyone who's in that gray area or who's still in school, right, working towards their their dream or or, or career and stuff, take a step back, self reflect on on are you handling this are you putting enough on your plate to do well in the future but do you have too much on your plate that it can stop you from doing that as well so i think it should be very important to set aside time to to think about all that stuff um, before you get too deep and you can't dig yourself out because that's what happened for me i dug myself too deep it was too late before i figured out that any of this would would hold me back um, so that's not what i that's not what i want people to do that was a very, you know, that was a very deep time, dark time for me. Um, but if you do end up having a low GPA or anything else that makes you feel less of a person, just know that if you know who you are, then you should know that that doesn't define you, right? I knew that the 2.9 didn't define me. It took me a while to tell myself that the 2.9 defined me, didn't define me, sorry. Um, because I ended up taking four classes, end up getting A's, and that was because I managed my time a lot better. Uh, and that was because I, I really t 
told myself what was important, what I needed to do. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, this is <laughs> season two, Chasing Dreams. And today we got a special guest, Wilfredo. Wilfredo, thank oh, you so much. Oh yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. So excited you, to be here. I know. I'm I'm really excited. It's been a while since we've talked, so it's good um, to have you. What is it like three, three, four years? Three years I think. Since I graduated twenty seventeen. That's right. kind of crazy. Yeah, because last time we talked was my freshman year, I think, right? Was that my um, freshman year? Did you stay at did you start, did you stay working at the DSC for the rest of your college career or no? No, I didn't. I didn't. I saw I've stopped working at DSC like freshman year. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember. I actually don't remember. So oh, so you weren't there for, for as long as I was there then. I mean no. in terms of like you left when I was still working. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I stopped midway I through remember. spring semester. That's a whole... Uh, is that a whole story? Is there, yeah. I, is there a I, tea to that? I thought, I thought you knew because you're one of the managers, that's why. Um, to be honest, my memory is kind of fuzzy from that time. Gotcha. I probably, maybe if you, I don't know, maybe if I'm reminded, I would know. But if that's not something you would talk about on the podcast, would it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say because I. You I said you wanted to dive deep in the, into the season, right? That's. It's not about me. It's about you, though. <laughs> I think they want to know about you too. Um, that episode is actually coming out. That's that's another episode. That's 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 before this one. But anyway, um, so yeah, uh, today, um, you and I we're gonna take a deep dive into Wilfredo's life. Yeah, we're, we're gonna find everything about him. You know what I mean? It's like hot ones, man. It's like hot ones. Exactly, except for without the chicken wings, you know. Um, <laughs> Have you thought about that? Doing something like like hot ones. I I mean like uh, like an extra thing to an interview, you know, to make it different, like a lot a lot more different. I don't know. That's I mean that that's that's reaching, but I'm just asking. No, I've I've tried to think about like certain mediums that I can use, like because like that's really creative. That's that's on another level where like I can kind of bond, but it's kind of harder to do because of COVID. Right. So it's like Definitely. I'm not there, you know. Like usually, I don't know. So um. Right. Right. Yeah. So for the audience members that aren't really familiar with who you are, can you just give them a deep background? You know, give them a background, background track. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. So hi guys. I'm Wilfredo. Um, Ming Lapis Jr. My dad is Wilfredo Senior. Uh, so I'm a second year student at Rutgers um, Physical Therapy Program down in Blackwood. There's two programs to the Physical Therapy Program. I'm at the South Campus. Uh, yeah, I love I love taking pictures, making videos. Uh, you might have seen my TikTok videos. Uh, that's what Joe's gonna ask about soon. Uh, I have around two hundred thousand followers right now on TikTok. Even though they are gonna do something with it this Sunday. I don't know if you heard. They're going to. It's not a full ban, but they're going to restrict people from downloading TikTok after Sunday. Uh, but those who have it can still use it. Apparently, um, yeah. Um, I've been very interested in the human body, exercising uh, for a long time now. That's the reason why I've gone into physical therapy. Um, I see myself being a, an educator in, in the PT field, whether it's in a physical therapy program or at a college university, things like that. And yeah, so I'm, I'm halfway done with PT school. I'm excited to see what, 
see what the future lies ahead in this situation. Hopefully it gets better soon so everything can get back to normal. But it's it's been it's been going. It's been good. And thank you for that background. Um so I know, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna ask them the questions. So getting right into it, kinda. Um, why physical therapy? I know like fitness gives you enjoyment, but like, did did you pick physical therapy specifically? Um, because like you see that kind of career giving you like fulfillment. Like you can wake up every day and be like, yeah, I want to do PT. Right there, there is a uh, many options I could have picked with the fact that I wanted to help people, that I wanted it to be in the health field. Um, like, obviously, there's the physician side, like the medical doctor side. Um, and then there's physical therapy, there's PAs, physician assistants. Uh, there's a lot of options that I had. Uh, physical therapy stuck out mainly at first because I knew the schedule was more flexible in terms of being an actual therapist, but also being a student. Uh, you know, medicine, you, you're there for four extra years after your bachelor's. And then you got to do your residency, which is, I don't know, like one to two, three years. And then your fellowship, which is another year or two. And then, you know, you can even do more specialties after that. So it's a long time, right? And I, I really respect people in that field. But for me personally, I, I really tried to see myself um, in that situation. I feel like probably couldn't do it for that long. Um, so PT stuck out to me because the, we're here for three years. There's even programs that are two extra years, accelerated programs. So three years sounded good. And, you know, we have an option to do a residency or a fellowship, but it's not, you know, it's not mandatory. So that was the first thing that stuck out to me, if I'm being really honest. Uh, the second one was, I think I had to do a little bit with my professors at college. Uh, one was uh, this guy, Dr. Manfredonia. He taught a couple classes, including biomechanics and kinesiology. And um, what what major were you, Joe? Uh, sport management. You're in the business. You were what? Sport management. Sports management. Okay. So you didn't really did you you didn't have to take like biomechanics and you took more of the the business classes. Yeah, 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 I took more of the business classes. Okay, so you don't know Dr. Manfredoni? Right? No, no, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, he was he was pretty chill. He was cool. Uh, but he, I think I I was inspired by him a little bit uh, because I was able to shadow him. He did home physical therapy. So he went to people's homes, he drove around and he offered his students to follow him so he could potentially write them a letter of recommendation. So that was my thinking. I would do that for the recommendation. And so I followed him. I drove behind him to like people's houses and stuff. Very cool, interesting experience. Home PT. That's not something that you know a lot of people see. Usually you think like the or outpatient orthopedic stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but home PT was interesting, so that that definitely sparked my interest. Uh, but the whole, um, we would have conversations, and I would really try to ask him how he liked PT, uh, why he did it, and everything like that. And he has like this whole story of not getting to PT school the first time he he applied. I think he applied like three times before he got in, and that really scared me, by the way. Um, and how like he had to retake a bunch of classes and things like that. But he said that it was rewarding afterwards, right? So I think that because I looked up to him in that way and he's telling me that he does enjoy it and like it, that kind of stuck with me. I'm like, maybe I should try it out and stick with this. Um, but at that point, I was already thinking I was going to be a, a physical therapist anyway. So 
I've had to go even way before that, um, applying to colleges and stuff. Uh, the first thing I said was the flexible schedule of being a student and a PT. And I don't know, I think most of it was just, you just pick one and you run with it to see how it goes. Because at, at that point, you really don't know if that's the choice for you. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how would you know if that's the choice for you? Unless you have some other uh, previous experiences that tells you that that's the thing. But that wasn't it for me. I didn't know I wanted to be a PT till before college started. Um, I wanted to be other things that were like out of my reach, like being a pro baseball player or whatever, being a director of a movie, which was possible, but I didn't go for that. Um, Whoa, you can't just <laughs> drop that. I mean, what? Like, what oh, and be a director of a movie. <laughs> that was possible, by the way. But anyway, back to PT. No, possible, possible as in like that was that was more in my reach than being a pro baseball player. Um, being a pro athlete is just, you know, that that's like 1% of people who try to do it. I mean, same thing with, with like being a pro director, like working in the film industry like that, just as hard. Or, I mean, I'm not comparing it, but it's it's insanely difficult. Uh, but more possible in terms of I was already doing stuff related to video. Not crazy things, but enough that I definitely had a good understanding of film and stuff that I could have gone for it and have been better off um, than like going for sports or something. Like that. That's a kind of question. Um, but we can we can touch on that in terms of you know the video creativity aspect later. Um, but PT was definitely more within the reach because you know it's it's almost like the traditional just go to a four year college, just do well, and then apply to grad school. Um, so most, a lot of it was just picking one that I feel like I could see myself in and trusting to just go with it and see how it turns out later. Cause at that point I wasn't like, this is my life calling. This is what I have to do. It was more like, you know, I could see myself doing it. It's in the health field. I've always wanted to be in the health field. I just didn't know what. So let me just go with it, you know? And now it's turned, it turned out fine. So I'm, I'm happy. That kind of... I have a couple of questions, I guess. Did also yeah. the fact that um, maybe like uh, being a DPT kind of stood out more than a physician was the fact that it's it's more practical, hands on. Because like you like to get things done and you like that connection. Whereas like if you're like, no offense to like any medical doctors out there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the the patient client tell touch is kind of like you know it's it's growing farther apart and it seems more like nurses are doing more of that. Whereas, like, you know, if you're a DPT, you still, like, maintain that kind of connection with your clients. Is that is that something that stood out because you like making those connections? Yeah, that's actually a huge part that I actually just didn't talk about right now that I forgot about. Uh, so thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, this, so there, there are aspects of the physical therapy field that I liked um, that stood out to me, uh, which was the fact that you do spend more time with patients. Um, obviously you were there with them for a few weeks to, you know, a few months, one-on-one in terms of the treatment and stuff. Um, and you get to see their progress, you know, as well as medical doctors. So many times I, you do get to see patients progress, but it's not, you don't get to really form the same connection as you do in, in a PT career. Um, I know a lot of patients that are friends that are, you know, that, that have good relationships with their medical doctors, but because of the nature of each work it's not the same um so every time i would check up on you know google like why pt and stuff that would be one of the main things they always mention 
the patient and doc, the patient doctor relationship. So I, I like that. I, I like working with people. Um, I like seeing that that transformation from I, that came from my experiences too, like from volunteer and shadowing and stuff. That was definitely the point where I saw it with my own eyes. The the transformation. It's really cool. Um, as an aide, and this is further down at the road, like as an aide, because um, I worked there for a year and a half. That's where I saw, you know, every single type of patient from worse to like normal or worse to like they can do stuff they want to do. Like a patient would, would be on uh, in a wheelchair, right? After like a month or something, she'd be like walking out and we'll give her like a certificate of graduating from PT. And she's like, oh, thank you. Like I'm walking out now. I guess cool, you know? Um, you know, I, I try to find the little fascinations in this field that, that kind of want to make you keep doing it or, you know, to do good in school and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's one, that's one aspect of PT I like. Yeah. yeah and I think something that you said that was kind of important was like you kind of you stuck with it right you're like you kind of saw yourself within you like you like you went ahead with it and also like you're okay with not knowing like whether this was going to be like completely like filled out and I think uh it's like one of the biggest problems that even like college students have in undergrad is like they can't make up their major and biggest choice and like for me, that was my biggest mistake because it was kind of like dabbling all, all over and then like last minute I picked yeah. my major, right? And you were able to kind of like stick it out and even with grad school and um, can you just like talk about how important it is? Like, it's okay not to know things. Like, were you okay with like not knowing like, hey, this is my life goal or something like that? You just like... Yeah. Uh, so I remember talking to a bunch of uh, people in the beginning of college, like what they're doing and stuff. And I didn't, I never really realized how many people were undecided on their majors. Um, it, it, sh- it shocked me because I thought, you know, going into college, you would already know what you wanted to do. Um, obviously, that was very naive of me and stuff. And just definitely nothing, nothing is wrong with not knowing what to do when you enter college. So many people experience that and they end up doing really fine. Um, so my thoughts on that is, If you're in that spot where you're undecided in that first or se- even second year, first or second year, like you're like you're you're probably what like nineteen, no, nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old you're on college. Nineteen twenty, right? That that's really young. That's really young, right? I think there's always this pressure to know what you want to do, like I don't know, being a doctor, a lawyer, all those cliche stuff at a at a young age or even as a as a young adult. But like you're 19, 20, like that's very young, right? And uh, a lot can happen in two years, in three years, even one year. A lot, a lot can happen, and so I feel like, you know, as long as you do that, as long as you are trying your best effort to really try to find what is, what do you think will be best for you in the future, I think it will just happen. It will happen. And, you know, if you talk, if you try to find the right people, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to, act, you know be a person who thinks they know you know everything and stuff but in my experience trying to find people to talk about this with who have similar interests um, with you and even seeking out help from faculty and stuff like that I think you shouldn't be too worried or don't stress yourself out too much in the beginning Um, 
because I've seen many of my friends and people I know just work it out themselves after like the first year or two years, even if it goes past that, like, you know, as long as you're doing your best effort to try to find um, what you want to do. And, and a lot of it, like for me, like I was very fortunate to, to know what I wanted to do when I entered college. Like I understand that that's a fortunate situation. Um, but if you find something that you feel like you might see yourself doing as a career, just I, I would like stick with it and go with it because at, sometimes you never really know when something is a hundred percent for you. And the more you stick with it, the more you might realize that it is for you. And that's, that's a fortunate situation. Do you think, what do you think was, I think the hardest, I think year for you, like post undergrad, like, was that year where you were kind of deciding like which path to take on? Cause I know there was like a time period. I remember that you went through like post senior year and, um, it seemed like you were having a great time, but like, was it ever difficult or hard? Like, was do you think Dude. that was more more stressful than like DPT now? Dude, post post undergrad and pre PT school, the craziest years of my life. That's like a whole. That's a whole story. That's a. I mean, that, that I'll talk about now. But I'm just. I'm just. You know, letting you know that that was a definitely one one of my lowest times in terms of like okay so it took me like two i took like a two-year gap between undergrad and pt school right and i actually never told anyone this so this will be the first time i'm, I'm kind of letting it known and it, i'm not embarrassed by it or no one should be embarrassed by it but i graduated undergrad with a uh, 2.9 gpa and for me myself i knew that and, you know, for a lot of people, 2.9 is, you know, it, they don't really care about 2.9. It's fine for them. I'm not saying it's, like, the worst thing ever. But in terms of where I wanted to be, which is PT school, that was not going to cut it. You know, average GPAs are 3.5 and, and above, right? They say the average should be, like, above 3. But, like, the average for people actually applying is 3.6, 3.7, things like that. I graduated with 2.9. And at that point, graduating college – my i really i really did not think i was going to go into pt school or do pt as a career and and by like a deep time i mean like i was like i was pretty anxious and nervous and very unsure for my future because you know my i wasn't very open about it with my family about it um i'm not saying they're like they're, they're like super strict but it was more of a uh um I didn't want them to know at that point yet how 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 bad it was. Um, I was I was more open with my girlfriend Karina, right, um, and with some of my friends, but uh, and that's that I'll talk about that too. How they were very supportive in that, um, also my family. But it, it's just I wasn't as open to it as my family as I would have liked to. Um, so I graduated two point nine. That wasn't going to cut it. I didn't even make the minimum GPA. Right. So I was like, this is, is going to be impossible. Um, so the next best option, obviously, would be to retake classes, right? Because my biology and ke- chemistry classes were, I think, around C's. They were C's. I took that my first year. I think I overfilled my schedule. My first semester schedule was, I think, 18 credits. And, yeah, no, I... When I was when I was getting to college, I'm like, yo, 18 credits. It seems cool. Like you know, like it seems like I'm doing a lot. It, it, 
looks like I have a lot on my plate and I can do it. Uh, it's like that's like the most wrong false statement that I probably and decision I could have made. Um, but I did 18 credits my first semester, and I forgot what I did my next semester. It's like 16 or something like that. I definitely just overfilled my schedule, not really knowing what the consequences would be or that it would be that bad. Right. Um, so I got C's in biology, chemistry, and uh, and I did kind of okay for the rest of the semesters. But those really brought down my GPA because those are four credit classes. Uh, so. The, the next best decision was to retake classes, but, and it's hard, it's hard to explain this now, but at that time, I didn't want to retake classes. Retaking classes was never something I thought I'd ever do. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was more like, you know, I, I felt like this ever since, um, out before college and stuff, I would imagine myself just graduating in four years with you know good grades and then applying to PT school and getting in. Never once did it cross my mind that I would have to retake classes because I did bad for them. Even when I got C's in, in biology and chemistry, I'm like, you know, I think I can I can, you know, get A's in like other classes and just bring my GPA up and it'll be fine. But obviously it wasn't enough, so I had to retake classes. It was this whole it was actually this whole whole long period of time where I did not want to take classes, right? Right now, I'm just, I'm just saying that I didn't, but it was, it was a struggle between wanting to retake classes because then I would have to tell my parents. I would have to tell my whole family that I had to retake, like I ended up t- retaking four classes um, at Middlesex. Uh, so then obviously you have to pay for those classes, right? And I'm pretty sure my parents would have never imagined me retaking four classes as well and having to pay for all those. Uh, so it was it was definitely a, a big struggle. I think you know, a lot of people could probably uh, feel feel with me like having to tell their Asian parents that they have to retake their classes. Right? Um, again, my parents weren't weren't strict like that, but it was more like I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to let them down because I they they definitely thought highly of me in that way. They didn't really know. Um, some of my grades were, were like that. Um, so Karina, right? You know, Karina. And by the way, for those that don't know, Joe, <laughs> Joe was uh, working with me and Karina when we were at the Douglas Student Center. And even before that, we, we, me and Karina went out, Joe was, you know, he, uh, he was, he was, he was eyeing us. He was eyeing us. He was making predictions in his head. Um, I don't know if you remember, but you actually, didn't you like make a bet with me or you you were like dude i could see you and karina in the future it was the first day i met you too it was the first day i met you first day i'm not even kidding it was the first day i met you we were on shift together and we were upstairs and in the office and then i was like i remember because <laughs> karina was there too i think she was like um do, doing her walk her check-in and everything like that and then um I saw her, and then I looked at you, and because I only knew you from what everyone was telling me about you, because like I, I think I was nervous to work with you or something like that, and they're like, "Oh, no worries," you know what I mean? Like, oh, I see, I see. And then so I already like formulated like kind of my image of you, like my preassumptions, and then like we started talking, we really clicked, right? And then yeah. um, 
I don't know. I was just big into like asking relationship questions, and I remember like we had like our bro talk, and I was like, "You are perfect for Karina. You have no idea." And then I also thought like you know Karina would be perfect for you too. So uh, at that point, you knew Karina for a while. I did. I well, not long, but I just she was like the first person that like reached out to me like when I came to the student center, and we just ended up getting like really close. So yeah. Cause like you know how she's like really open and like she just she yeah. just loves like you know talking and you yeah, know, yeah getting to know people so yeah and also like I'm Korean and she's big into Korean culture so like she oh, yeah, she, she like yeah she took that and then you know we became friends. It's actually really funny. I thought about that after a while. I'm like you know Joe did say that he saw us together on the first day he met me. So I thought that was. Have you ever made any other predictions after that day with anyone else? I don't know if you remember, but I told you when I was seven years old, um, I set up my dad's friend with, like, my Bible study teacher, and they got married. Bro, I remember that story. I remember yeah. that's, that's how you, that's how you And then And then you're, like, you you were just laughing at me. You're, like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. And here you guys are, you know. How long have you guys been dating? I just want everyone to know. Um, it, it will be four years in December. Um, it's a very, it's a very great line of when, like, we started. But we, we, we decided on December 2nd. So that was tw- December 2nd, 2016. So it's going to be four years in December. Crazy. It's crazy. So guys, I will be opening up Joe's Love Consulting. <laughs> no, dude, ser- seriously, dude, I will write a nice, um, I'll write something nice for you. Telling people that, you, that you're the real deal. That's crazy. I think it's because I lost yeah. touch with you guys, which is why I didn't know if you guys were still together or not. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he asked me before this podcast if we were still together. He was uh, surprised. I don't know why. That's funny. That we were still together. Yeah, I'm not surprised because both of you guys are kind of like hardworking in your like direction. Yeah, yeah. So like you guys kind of like really focus in and like, you know, so. Yeah, but um, do you think, I don't know. So what would your words of advice be to, I think, undergraduate students that are kind of in this like gray area? Because like you, you went through it, you know, and you had a, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so let me just drink water. By the way, I forgot my bottle outside, so I'm just going to drink from this. On that. You're such a meathead, bro. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I'm not a meathead. I just forgot my bottle. Um, yeah, the thought, the reason why I mentioned Karina was... She was a very, very, I can't overstate this enough, but she was a very big part in why I'm like in PT school today. Um, Cause I was, at that time I was very discouraged beyond belief. I was, I, you know, I really didn't think I was gonna do PT school and, and stuff like that. I was, it was a very, it was a very gray area. I was, I was struggling, um, but Karina, you know, she, she had her, her stuff, she had her stuff together, right? More than a lot more than I did. She was doing really well in school. She was definitely getting, you know, she applied to P she took a year off, but it, I feel like if she did apply that first year, she, she would have gotten in. Um, her grades were really well. She has a lot of stuff on her resume and things like that. She was, she was well off. Um, so she was a very, um, big part of why I'm here. She, she, motivated me to retake the classes we had we had a lot of um serious talks right um where you know we would talk about you know me retaking classes 
why I shouldn't be embarrassed to retake classes. And for anyone who's going to ever retake classes, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It, it has to be done. Um, a lot of people do it. I think the reason why I didn't want to do it because I didn't know that many people who did. Um, but a lot of a lot of people do. And if you have to retake classes, don't even hesitate to. If that's what you need to do to get to where you need to be, you should do it without hesitation. Uh, money is definitely a different issue, like if you have financial issues. But fortunately, obviously, I, didn't, I, I wasn't in that situation. So, um, so if you do have the... Uh, the financial status to do so, retake classes. Um, yeah, so we had many serious talks. Um, it seems very understated right now, but I, I can't, I can't explain um, how much of a support system she was during that time. So, Karina, if you're watching this, thank you. Uh, I love you. Uh, but the whole retaking classes, the whole applying to PT school—that was a whole struggle in itself. Um, the whole thing of working as a as a, a personal trainer, that's another story too. Uh, I had my NASM certification, uh, which you could use for personal training and stuff, but I think it was like a month or two that I, I didn't do anything with it. I'm not sure why. I'm trying to think why I didn't do anything with it at that point. Uh, but she was the one that kind of, uh, I mean, I was definitely going to work as a personal trainer, but I think I was just waiting a little bit, but she kind of pushed me to make that first move to become a personal trainer. Uh, so there's many things that I, I can't even remember right now that she helped me with. So I'm very thankful for her. Um, so I, for anyone also in that gray area, if you have someone that could, if you have someone close to you that could be of a support to you, right? Reach out to them because it makes a hundred percent difference. I don't think I would be here if it wasn't for, to be really honest, not just cause she's my girlfriend. I'm being honest. Um, if you, if you think you have a support system there with you, reach out to them, um, you know, family member too. For me, I wish I could have been more open with my family during that time. I'm sure there would have been a much bigger support system with me um, through that time. Um, but I guess it was more of that, you know, embarrassment, that whole, whole thing. I didn't want to be open as much. Um, but if you have someone to talk to in your family, please do it as well. Um, if there's a professional help that you need to seek out, please do that. Uh, support system is very important. I feel like in, you know, your theme, chasing your dreams and stuff, whatever it will be, it, you can't do everything yourself. And as much, no matter how far you go with yourself, at one point, you're just going to need someone to kind of fall back on because it, it's going to be, it's a tough, it's a tough journey. Um, but I do want to say that, that throughout this great area in my life, the two years between school, my family was a good support system too. I knew they, they were, cause I obviously had to end up telling them you know, everything and stuff. So through that, they were very supportive by no means were they not, not enough. Um, so my girlfriend, my family and my friends, definitely the biggest support systems through that. Um, but for anyone else in that gray, um, gray area, if you need to retake classes, retake them. If you need to volunteer hundred plus hours, um, do it if it's really something you want to do you should do it and if you have a support system that can help you out please reach out to them too so that's that's my three advice so i i kind of get into like also like your creative side too right because because oh, yeah. <laughs> i i don't know if are you still like is 
your long-term dream, like, being a DPT, or, like, I don't want to kind of, like, read, but, like, I, I, I feel like as you're pursuing this creative hobby and TikTok and just, like, you know, this video pursuit, I feel like one day you you might want to also, I think, dabble into this as, like, a career. Because, I don't know, that's, that, right. that's what I'm getting from you, you know? So I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, like, like, do you wake up and you're like, I'm going to be, like, you know, one day I'm going to be DPT, or do you wake up and you're like, you know what, like, one day, like, this is just a stepping stone into, like, building, like, maybe my dream career or my dream, you know? Right. So initially it was being a physical therapist seeing myself maybe owning my own clinic and things like that and then over the years you know i i I dabbled with social media a little bit right um instagram no longer facebook that's kind of out of reach for us now uh and recently tiktok which was only less than actually less than a year ago in, in november um as I was getting more into social media, right, you follow a lot of these influencers, right? Um, I followed a lot of PT-related influencers who have their own clinic or they're just a PT who posts a lot of very useful information on Instagram, and a lot of people follow them and find use for that. Um, and then YouTube, on the other hand, actually, you actually don't see many physical therapy vloggers and stuff you see more med school vloggers so i'm subscribed to a handful of med school people and occasionally watch their videos i'm actually watching them more now uh and they're actually really interesting to watch it's more of like a motivation thing right because all med school vloggers they they talk about their day in the life of med school student right and they're studying a lot but they also have fun but they study and they get good grades so it's it's very motivating right um, so the aspect of being a professional healthcare professional and having a social media side to, to really, um, sparked my interest, right? Um, the more I posted, the more I really liked, the more I became comfortable with social media, right? And so now what I kind of want to do in the future, and it's still, a, it's still a work in progress, right? Is, and you, you follow my physical therapy um, Instagram too mm-hmm. I, I think um, so when I started PT school I also came out with my PT related Instagram as well so I, I post more PT related stuff on there um, so I kind of want to continue that throughout PT school and then even when I'm a doctor post like more informational stuff for a lot of people to follow um, just like the people that I follow now because um, it, it, it they kind of inspired me to do the same thing so I also want to do YouTube, right? And so YouTube, I haven't really started yet in terms of posting physical therapy related things. I have like random videos on there right now, but it's nothing with PT school. Uh, So for like a year now, I've been pushing myself to post something like a vlog or anything like that, but it hasn't happened yet. So I think after this vlog, right now that I talk about it, I feel like I have to do it now. So I think this is good, me, me saying this. So by the, at least by the end of PT school, I want to have a handful of videos that are PT-related, right? Um, but I haven't started it yet, so that's I had to push myself to do that. Um, but but yeah, I, w- I would like to, to continue doing Instagram and 
you know, TikTok, if, if I can, because TikTok is, TikTok is interesting. I, I've been posting, you know, more edits, like, you know, transitions, you saw those transition videos, even though it was initially just supposed to be like just a fun, you know, app where I just posted random stuff, right? Uh, TikTok is interesting because I can, there's, there are doctors on there that, you know, post medical related stuff on there. It's very interesting as well. But I think what I'm going to do is focus more on YouTube um, soon and less on TikTok um, just to build a bigger platform on there. Because I feel like in the long run, um, that will be more beneficial for me than, than TikTok. Um, but I can use TikTok to like kind of direct traffic from there to my YouTube channel since I already have like a following on TikTok. Uh, but the more my focus would want to be on YouTube and, and Instagram. Because hmm. um, I, I know people that, you know, that are like part, that they do YouTube like part-time and stuff, but they do make a good amount of income alongside their actual, you know, doctor income as well. Uh, so that is something that has always been in the back of my mind and something that I want to do in the future too. Does, is it kind of also like a, a like a, like an outlet for you to kind of like, I guess like vent all your PT stress from because like you know like because I always read the comments too right and all your friends are like oh this is Wilfredo like of course he's not studying for this next up upcoming exam right now <laughs> so like um yeah that's a good thought uh yeah no I I that's why I've, I've been taking a lot of videos right since the first day of PT school that in my head I was gonna post the week later right on youtube right as a vlog like me just like talking about everything that's going on through my day if there's like stresses that are in my mind i'll just tell the camera that just to be a very transparent vlogger for anyone that wants to be in pt school right so i have a bunch of those videos in my in my camera roll but it just never made youtube you know what i mean mm. so i've always taken videos vlog like that i was gonna put up on youtube but it just never never made it is it just like a fear that you have maybe like do you feel like you're just like scared to do it or i think one per i think it's like one percent fear but mostly it's just been i've just been doing other stuff to be honest it, it was it's a procrastination thing that i just because like you know i'll be like okay let me take a youtube video but oh i gotta study for this so i got i got homework for this let me just make a tiktok video because it takes like you know a lot less time so i think it's more like i just been pushing it and pushing it not more like a fear thing, but more just a time and just not paying attention to it. I think. Does your TikTok videos actually take less time? Because I wonder. Because, like, like, video editing, even if it's for, like... I've made, like, 40-second trailers for my apparel thing, and I would spend, like... Oh, it took forever, right? It, that took, like, 40 seconds takes me three hours. Yeah. And, like, a 30-minute video yeah. takes me, like, an hour and a half. I... That's, that's the thing. Um, for any video editors and stuff, we all know each other's struggle. If it's something it's like a 20 second trailer or video, we all know that that probably took a lot longer than like an hour or two. Um, so yeah, so it depends what video because some videos I post are just random funny ones, like random skits that I'll just come up with my head that takes like 30 minutes, right? But for the actual transition videos, at least the more serious ones, they, that takes a while. The uh, I'm afraid to say this because, you know, I'm in PT school and stuff, but I did well. I'm doing well so far. So uh, there's this transition collab that I did with Hannah. Um, she does transitions and stuff. I honestly don't consider myself a transitioner, um, which is weird because 
I mean, I've, I've had like a few good transition videos, but I don't really consider myself transitioner. Because if you see transitioner profiles, all of its transitions and it's, I don't really do that. Um, it's just one, one good one every now and then, you know. Uh, but I, I did a collab with this transitioner, and because she was getting a lot of popularity, and so you know it'll be good for the both of us. Uh, that video took it was a fifty-five second video, and that took a good like six hours, you know, five five six hours to edit, including breaks. So you know, you know that. I did most of it in one night too. It's a thing. I, I think I started at like eleven, finished at like three or four, or something. and then I just did the last couple of hours like the next day and stuff. Um, but if anyone's interested, I I think that's actually my my best video that I posted on there. So I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's a it's it's a pretty nice video. It's my favorite actually. Thank you so much, Wilfredo, for joining us on our podcast. I'm so happy. Yeah, no, thanks for inviting me dude this is my first podcast ever or first interview like this ever so it's a good experience for me. i mean I, I i feel like you're gonna have many more like informational like interviews people are gonna ask you like oh how'd you do this and like that so <laughs> yeah 